Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Failure Effect. This week is going to be a little bit different from what we've been doing over the past weeks because it's got a little bit of a personal element um, to it uh, regarding myself. This week we'll be speaking to Mr. Joseph Odindo, who has been one of the most leading lights, the biggest leading lights in the media industry um, over the past, how many decades has it been? <laughs> Three, four? <laughs> four. <laughs> okay, just about four decades. Now, a lot of people will tell you that um, if they didn't go to journalism school, what they did is they went to the school of Mr. Odindo because he has been managing editor at both the Nation Media Group and the Standard. Have I missed anything out? You've worked mm-hmm. at the yeah. Weekly Review? Yeah. Okay. So he's mentored very many of us. Personally, I never studied journalism. I went to the school of Mr. Odindo. And so it is with great pleasure that we do this today. We spent some time with him listening to his story and also examining the career changing decision that he made that then turned his world upside down and taught him a few things about how journalism in the social media age works. So before we get there, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Thank okay. you for having me. So I'm curious about where you started, because the thing is, you know all of us. We, we are your children, so to speak. So <laughs> you've watched us grow. You've watched yeah. us grow in the profession. And I'm, I'm not sure that anyone has ever sat down and asked you where you came from. Actually, I'm a bit, my background is a bit like yours. Okay. Nobody taught, uh, I didn't go to any journalism school. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a lot of interest in journalism when I was in school. Yes. And uh, right from, I went to Starebuy Center. Mm-hmm. And right from school, I found my way into the newsroom as a correspondent. Okay. And uh, because I taught myself a lot of things, mm-hmm. I kind of had a high start on many people. Mm-hmm. Here I was straight from school, but with a, quite a bit of skill. Right. How to write. I knew what an intro was. So we started off as errand boys, messengers, hang around the office. Yes. Hang around here, find something to do. Okay. Yeah, go to the courts, process a press release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, after a while, we found ourselves on a recruitment list. Mm-hmm. Um, the year I was given my appointment letter at Nation, I also received my calling letter to the university. Wow. And I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So after about six months of working as a trainee reporter, I went to Kenyatta University. Okay. Yeah. Did my education degree and came straight back to the newsroom. Right. Yeah. So that was sometime in 1981. Started off as a sub editor. Mm-hmm. I was a sub editor most of my life. Okay. So please explain mm. because I'm pretty sure there's many people watching this who, <laughs> who don't know what a sub editor is. Well, in all the media, <laughs> yeah. okay. there was the production process involved mm-hmm. generating content, which was largely writing. Yes. Going out, reporting. Mm-hmm. You come, you came and wrote your story mm-hmm. and handed it over to your news editor, mm-hmm. who then presented it to people called sub-editors. Okay. Now, the sub-editors were the ones who edited it, mm-hmm. the copy, or rather the story. Yeah. Um, checked it for factual accuracy. Yeah. Um, re- literally, sometimes rewrote it. Mm-hmm. You, could not, you might not recognize your story the next day. Yes. But it still yes. bore your name. Yes. <laughs> and they also assembled the pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a craft um, which has a digital equivalence right now mm-hmm. in the sense that the people who edit the videos yeah. and, you know, um, and, you know, mix the sound and all that. Mm-hmm. But primarily, they're the people who determined what the newspaper would look like. Yes. So they were wordsmiths, 
they were also uh, skilled in uh, processing images, mm -hmm. deciding what size an image should be, which is the suit most suitable picture. Yeah. Then how a page should look like. Mm -hmm. So you combined some design, a sense of design, mm -hmm. a sense of aesthetics, mm -hmm. with the command of the writing skill. Right. Those were sub editors. That's what I was most of my life. But I did a lot of writing on the side because I was always interested in writing. Okay, so this is in the 80s. Yeah. And this was a very manual job. Extremely manual. You, you, because you, you couldn't trim a picture. You, you couldn't change a paragraph, this cut and paste. Yes. You had to literally, actually, the first cut and paste comes from the manual process of cutting that paragraph. Yes. And pasting it with glue. Yeah. Where you wanted it. Board, yes, yes one where you want it onto another page. Yeah. That's where it comes from, cut and paste. Um, you couldn't shuffle or shuffle a sentence. Yeah. 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 Or a word. Mm -hmm. You know, simply swap and say, okay, it should come at the end of the mm -hmm. You sat down at a typewriter and rewrote it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if that person had written 12 pages, yeah. you ended up writing a new 12 pages. Yeah. Oh, so it was a very manual job. Amazingly, yeah. the newspaper came out at exactly the same time it still comes out. And it still reached Namanga, Busia, <laughs> Moyale at the same time. I don't know what happened to all the time which has been saved by computerization. <laughs> we got lazier <laughs> in the newsroom. Yeah. Okay, so, so how long did you sub-edit for? Uh, I was a sub-editor from... Uh, 1981, when I came mm -hmm. back from university to some time in, uh, in 89, 88, mm -hmm. <coughs> I became chief sub-editor of the nation. How uh, old are you at this time? I must have been around 27 or 26. Wow, chief uh, sub. Yeah. You, that, that's, that's a very... I was, I was quite young. In yes. fact, for me, that was the first time I've, I, I went through my first debacle. Okay. Yeah, most people didn't know that. Okay. Uh -huh. Because I... I got into trouble mm -hmm. on something I had done, which was wrong, but unintentionally. Okay. I was the chief, mm -hmm. but I was doing a lot of the work myself after the team had gone. Yeah. Uh, extremely tired at about 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I made a mistake on copy. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it, 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 it was bad because yeah. it concerned the principal shareholder. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I had to leave. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. And uh, it was abrupt. Mm -hmm. I was chief sub. I was young. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, although at that age, mm -hmm. you know, you you don't have a family, and yeah. so it's 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 disappointing to you as a person. Yeah. But, yeah, but the burden of moving on yeah. is much easier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I left and went to the Kenya Times. Okay. Yeah, yeah which was big, just beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah where we were a whole team of ex-nation people with a mission. Right. To show the nation that it could be done better. <laughs> this, this whole history just repeats itself oh, yeah, this, over and over. This, all everything you see now <coughs> yeah, has, mm -hmm. uh, has uh, happened before. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's always, yeah, there are always some young idealistic people who yes. are this. And really, they are really the forces of change yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. Because they are... They have passion, mm -hmm. they have drive, mm -hmm. they have a vision, mm -hmm. and they are willing to sacrifice. Yeah. 
So there we were under Philip Ochien. A whole gang, Amboka, Andere, Magesha Nguiri, yeah. uh, Grey Fombe. Mm -hmm. And he was parading us on the front page as, uh, what do they call it? He's calling us the, the A-team or something like oh. that. And so basically selling the nation, finally, you have, you have met your match. <laughs> we didn't know that within a year, most of us would be back there. Back at the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Anyway, I stayed at the, the Times for um, close to a year. Mm -hmm. I was not happy with the uh, internal politics. Okay. Yeah. I basically, I am I'm a, I am a servant. Okay. Yeah. I want to be given work and I do it and yeah. I do it well. Yeah. That was my training. That's my personality. That's my inclination. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to play politics. Yeah. You know, to make friends, to carry favor with a certain boss, yeah. to, you know, and that was the culture at the Kenya Times. Mm -hmm. People wanted to reach the Secretary General of Kanu. Yes, ah, yes, yes. Which goes to the President Moi yes. and all this. Yes. So I opted out. Okay. And uh, Hilary Ngueno, mm -hmm. who the publisher of the Weekly Review at the yeah. time, was thinking of launching a human interest magazine. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he asked me, look, come over and mm -hmm. try it out. Okay. So I left. Okay. And the birth of Echo magazine took rather long. It was a long gestation period. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think I sat idle for more than a year and a half, you know, just doing the groundwork, preparing. Right. He, he didn't yeah. have the money. He was not ready. But we finally launched it. Huh? Echo was supposed to be Kenya's answer to People Magazine of the US. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Hillary had two ideas. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do Echo Magazine and he wanted to do something equivalent to the Reader's Digest. Right. He used to, actually, he called it the African Digest. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we said, let's do Echo first. Yeah. And uh, I launched Echo, totally green, new to magazines, mm -hmm. but I loved feature writing. Yeah. And uh, that's where I learned um, product development. Okay. Yeah. I learned uh, team building. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, he was very patient with me and gave us time and, yeah. you know, allowed us to make mistakes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in those two years, he ran up huge bills, mm -hmm. you know. We're trying out these, doing dummies, destroying them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I am eternally grateful because that's where I really cut my teeth. Okay. Yeah. So we launched Echo Magazine, Human Interest Monthly. Echo was a good product, but was ahead of its time. Okay. Yeah. And at the same time, the industry, the dynamics of the industry didn't favor, mm -hmm. didn't favor it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did it for uh, two years or so. And then I felt the need to go for further education. Okay. So I went off to Wales, did my master's in uh, journalism, and then came back to launch the East African, now based on the experience yes, that I had had. With product development. Product development. Had you settled down at this time? Were you married? Did you have children? Yes, yes. At okay. the time, my, <laughs> I, uh, my firstborn, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, we had had our firstborn. Okay. Uh, in fact, they stayed behind when I went to school, back to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, the thing about going back to school, and this is a point I would like to make about this industry, is that it has never been able to reconcile, and they need to resolve this, to reconcile the formal requirement for a degree, academic credentials, with the fact that this is a business of doing. Yes. Yeah. It's a business of talent. It's a bit, And it is, even in the digital era, it's yes. about, you know... Do you have it or don't you have it? Yes. Yeah. And if you can do it and I can buy your product, mm -hmm. should it matter that I don't have a degree? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the reality I came up against. Yeah, okay. I could do a whole magazine, I mm-hmm. could edit, I was mm-hmm. chief sub of the nation, but everywhere I went, I was always reminded, you don't have a degree in journalism. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah. I was doing journalism. Yes. That's why I took a year off and went to Wales, did okay. my master's, mm-hmm. where I have to confess, I did not learn anything new in that class. I only collected <laughs> my degree and came back. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh-huh. I came back to launch the East African. The mm-hmm. project was already moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, we worked with Jerry Lockran. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my life. Yes. Yeah, one of the most fulfilling. We, we worked for a, a year, or, I think a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And then sometime in 1994, mm-hmm. we launched the East African. Right. Yeah, and uh, the rest is history. It's still going on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what what that entailed, of course, was uh, the nation was launching the first newspaper it had ever uh, it had it, it had brought to the market since being born in 1960. Mm-hmm. It had not launched a new product. Oh yes, because there's only the nation. And yeah, the nation and, and Taifa nation. and Sunday Nation. Yeah, and that's what it has always been. So this yeah. was the first time. Yeah, they were actually doing a new product. Right, and uh, we were all educating each other, mm-hmm. but at the same time. They were also becoming uh, entrepreneurs, if you like. Yes. It was a new experience to them. Yeah. Uh, the good thing about the East African is that the principal shareholder had his heart in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was also willing to give us room yeah. to try out things. Okay. Yeah. We worked with Jerry Lokran, travel across East Africa, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania. I was traveling out of, I was across East Africa for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was going to be my market. This was going, this was going to be the source of my news. Mm-hmm. And um, the product changed. Mm-hmm. It started off as a regional, uh, regional version of the Daily Nation. Right. And ended up being a semi business publication. Yeah. After all the market research. Mm-hmm. What we realize is that you are not looking at a ma- for a mass readership product. Mm-hmm. You are looking for a niche product, yeah. targeting a very specific segment in all the society, in all the three nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a lot of smi- a lot of information which came to light during yeah. the research. Yeah. But the long and short of it was that uh, it would be fed with content from the three countries. Mm-hmm. It would be assembled in Nairobi. And it would be taken back to those markets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, communication when you are producing a media product. Mm-hmm. Uh, speed. Now, you guys, with digital, it is instant. Yeah. And you put it out and the response is instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can imagine talking to people in Tanzania, yeah, discussing stories, the docket for the day, <laughs> uh, which you have sent through something called a fax machine. Oh my, yeah. yes, yes, uh, not yeah. fax And it, it didn't come out on the other side. Yeah. So you're talking to them, they're waiting for it. The fax <laughs> has not released the document. <laughs> oh my goodness. Technology was mm-hmm. a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because speed of communication was very important. Mm-hmm. Then uh, reconciling the level of journalism in the three countries. Mm-hmm. But you know, media cannot be divorced from the political environment. True. So you are taking this product back to 
three different political environments. Yes, with uh, <coughs> distinct challenges. Very distinct in terms cultures. Of, yes, yeah. With distinct, distinct levels of tolerance. Yeah. And uh, then you are also talking about reading cultures. Mm -hmm. Tanzania is predominantly Kiswahili. Yes. Uganda is English, Kenya is English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how will you find an equal level yeah. for all this? Yeah. So for us, it was constantly a process of learning. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then building this team so that they can pull together. Yeah. They're the Tanzanians, they're the Ugandans, they're the Kenyans, all with history. Mm -hmm. And you know how the East African community broke up. Kenya was not definitely not in anybody's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So we were seen as the bully boys. Right. Yeah, they have come back again, yeah. the bullies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's, that's <laughs> a different story. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. So we launched the East African. We, we kept on modifying it as we went along. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad to see that it survives. Yes. Yeah, and that it is financially viable. Yes. And that it has retained a lot of the original DNA. Yes. Yeah. 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 It but... has remained an issue-driven paper. Mm -hmm. uh, I only wish it could make this digital transition you know yeah, yeah well well i think for me um what what is testament to your creativity and dedication and the skill that you and jerry put into the job is the fact that there are very few media products that survive past mm. five years we you know lots of media houses create things play with them and then you know collapse them it's true true but this is still here it, the, you know? it, it has survived it has yeah. survived because one Mm -hmm. Because it is a, peg, a paper pegged on the interests of the middle class yes. and policymakers, yeah. it is in a way it grows with the economies of these countries. Yeah, that is one. But two, and it also had its difficult, uh, uh, it had its teething problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could easily have been closed down within the first four years. Yes. Yeah. Um, those who know will tell you about the debates that went on, mm -hmm. whether or not it should abandon the original format mm -hmm. and be more like the nation so that ah. it carries more politics yeah. and picks up sales. Yeah. The sales were low and for a long time the money, uh, the bean counters felt that uh, this is not viable. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it was, what is the editorial solution? The editorial solution is start carrying politics mm -hmm. so that people buy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we argued, we said it's better to have fewer, fewer readers, fewer buyers, but they are of the class we are targeting. Yes. Yeah rather than have many, but they are a mix you can't mm -hmm. sell. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. In the middle of this debate, um, Franco Luambulwanzo Makiadi died. Right. And I got hold of a book. Um, the first book written about him, and I serialized it. The sales just went through the roof. In fact, the paper was being photocopied and sold at Uhuru Park. <laughs> yeah? Well, he was a big musician, though. Yeah, you know, I, I, we just a... didn't know. But you see, it is a very good example of high sales, wrong content. Yes, yeah. High sales, wrong content. Yeah. And circulation was so excited. Mm -hmm. 43,000 copies wow. and still selling. <laughs> but who bought the paper? Is that the readership you wanted? Yes. Is that the readership you'll be able to sell? Yeah to your advertisers. Yeah. And it was a very good lesson to us that yes, yeah. you can actually get the circulation numbers if you want. Just tweak the content, have the salacious or very, mm -hmm. you know, what you call a um, popcorn stuff, mm -hmm. uh, the content there, mm -hmm. you'll get your readers. So for us, it was a lesson. Stick to what you 
the vision. Yes. Grow slowly. Yes. But be certain of uh, sustainability. Okay. Yeah. So that it's niche journalism, I suppose. It is niche know. journalism. And mm. you've so <clears throat> at this point you had um uh both uh, technical experience in terms of a journalism and then you had business experience, you know, in terms of managing. I was actually I was actually picking up a lot of business yeah. uh, knowledge. Yeah. As I went along. Mm -hmm. The thing about me is and it has helped me a lot is that I read a lot. Even at that time, um I'll tell you what, what, what people have problems in their marriage, early yeah. marriages. Some of them to do with money. Yeah. Some of them to do with maybe their personal habits. Yes. Mine was because of my reading habit. <laughs> <laughs> it really broke up my marriage. <laughs> because I you could not have separate me from a reading reading material. Oh wow. Whether I was at the breakfast table, I yeah. was at the dinner table, yeah. I was just lounging in bed. Yeah. You know. So one of the big decisions I had to make to save my marriage was to cut down. Ah, you had to reading. choose. <clears throat> yes. You had to now, choose between your wife and the book. The point about this is that <laughs> reading a lot had exposed me to a lot of uh, business knowledge, mm -hmm. which editors, many editors, didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there was a lot of stuff. Communication was not like now. You just couldn't Google it and say how to produce a magazine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are people you had to contact. They send you material. You pay yeah. for it and all this. So. Um, I picked up a lot of knowledge uh, about the commercial side of publishing mm -hmm. just by reading, getting the right material, being in the right uh, uh, mailing lists. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Editorial leadership, even at that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now you're worrying about monetizing content. At that time, it was really how do you fine-tune your content and align it to the needs of the marketplace? Yes. And that helped me a lot, mm -hmm. yeah, when we were positioning the East African. Mm -hmm. Because I understood, I understood how much leeway you give to the commercial side. Mm -hmm. How much, how do you align the editorial with the, with the advertising? Right. Yeah. My role as editor, I, I, I appreciated quite early that I had to, uh, I had to, to interrelate with our business partners. Mm -hmm. and, and I did a lot of traveling around the, the, right. the region. Yeah. yeah, Building contacts, pushing the brand, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and basically just um, making it, uh, giving it a presence okay. in the marketplace. Mm. So then you went on to become managing editor of the, 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 the nation. Yes, yes. I worked on the East African for six years or so. I yeah. think it must have been six years. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, when the nation needed editorial leadership, I was asked to move over. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember how many years I did at the Daily Nation. It, it was a lot because I, that that's where we first met. Yes, you came on the Saturday magazine. Yes, yeah. I did, and you were always like the 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 one eye that we all needed to please. You were in charge of quality control. Like you had a reputation for calling people at five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this word spelled like? That? Oh my! What's so? What a thing to be remembered for. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, it's we no, it is that. true. It was an yeah. habit, uh, an old habit. Yeah. Well, we, I used to read my paper very early. Yeah. As managing editor. Yeah. I, well, I move over to the nation. Nation had very specific challenges. Mm -hmm. Circulation was not bad. Yeah. But it had been stagnant. Yeah. 
two, the paper had been the same for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I was told, you need to refresh this newspaper. Yeah. You need to give it a new life. Mm-hmm. You need to deal with these circulation figures. And then we had a quality, a quality problem, which I was never very conscious of as an outsider. Right. But when I came in and saw the memos and the exchanges mm-hmm. from the principal shareholders, there was a lot of concern about quality. Yeah. yeah. yeah editing quality, writing quality. Uh, so there were some priorities mm-hmm. that Wangedi Mwangi mm-hmm. um, uh, set for me. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very perceptive, very good boss, and a wonderful person to work under. He was the editorial... Wangedi was the editorial director. Okay. Yeah, previously editor-in-chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very thoughtful, very smart guy. Mm-hmm. You know, many people would have intended to underestimate him. Yeah. But... Uh, he, he 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 brought a lot to the to the function yeah. which yeah which made a difference for the nation mm-hmm. and took the group through some very politically difficult times mm-hmm. yeah but that's a story for another day yeah uh, it was on this idea actually to bring me in to launch mm-hmm. the east african okay yeah so when he asked me to go to the daily nation he had a very clear set of objectives mm-hmm. on what we needed to deal with so one of the earliest things I had to do is I had to redesign the paper. Okay. Uh, and uh, um, I'd been off news, daily newspapers for a long time. So we had to find a, desi- uh, 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 a designer. And uh, I remember it coincided with a trip I was taking to Brazil or someplace. Mm-hmm. So I went to the U.S. and met the gentleman who had redesigned the New York Times. Mm-hmm. One of the most respected newspaper designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very smart old man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. I think I was very brash. Oh. Well, I was brash with you people as well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I was, I, I was at that stage where I knew what I wanted. Yeah. And that is what needed to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was in the newsroom also, unfortunately. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had this first encounter meeting with uh, Louis Silverstein. Ah. And we just did not hit it off. Oh, no. Huh? <laughs> so I didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, we sat, we discussed the ideas until I came back here and he had already reached out to Wangedi or something. I think Wangedi tried to reach him. Mm-hmm. And it's like he didn't even want to fly to Kenya oh. to talk to us. Oh, no. So Wangedi asked, what did you do to this old man? <laughs> so one of the things when we were redesigning the nation was we really had to patch up our relationship with Lou. Okay. Brilliant designer. Yeah. Brilliant guy. If you saw what he had done with the New York Times and even what he eventually did with the nation. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I had to do on the Daily Nation was to redesign the paper. Mm-hmm. And it also entailed rethinking the sections. Uh, and that is where we changed the Saturday magazine from, yes. a, from a general interest <clears throat> feature magazine yes. to a women's magazine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm always, there's one thing that makes me very proud that it lives to this day. Yes. It was one of the first uh, women's magazine yes. on a daily newspaper. Yeah. And then we also thought, rethought the rest of the paper. Mm-hmm. These days, when people talk about relevance and resonance of uh, media products, I always recall a conversation we, we had with Lou Silverstein at that time. Mm-hmm. Lou asked us, what is the main 
economic activity of Kenyans. And we all said agriculture. Yeah. So he said, so why is there no agricultural content in this paper? Ah, yes. And we couldn't answer. Yeah. And you would believe this is a foreigner mm -hmm. who's come in and is the one telling us there's a very big gap between your focus of your content, yeah, and the paper is now supposed to be about, it's a community talking to itself. We are now developing a farming pullout in 2017, 2016. Yeah? Yeah. Seeds of gold. Yes. The standards, what, harvest, something harvest. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Lou pointed this out 20 years before. I see. And the science section which the nation introduced was a compromise. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to do agriculture. So they said, let's do science. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it will straddle both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. So the, the redesign of the nation at the time, when I look back, to me opened my eyes to the fact that um, media tends to get stuck in its ways. Yeah. And many editors will, to be, will be honest with you and tell you that Many times when they are remaking a product, they are basically pushing it where their whim will mm -hmm. take them, mm -hmm. as opposed to what the market demands. Yes. And thank God for analytics. Yes. Thank God for the digital era. Yes. You cannot fudge your way around this anymore. This is true. Yeah. This is true. And for a long time, I think legacy media simply reflected the biases yes. of its editors, exactly. of its owners. Yes. And poor consumers were for this thing was forced down your throat. Yeah. And they convinced themselves that people want to read politics. Yes. Yeah. And then you give them more politics. But how will they ever know what else is better and interesting if you don't expose them? <laughs> <laughs> and then you sort of find yourself, and I, I, I had this dilemma when I was the editor of the Saturday Nation yeah. is trying to figure out, okay, I know in my gut that this human interest story will sell, sell. but yeah. circulation keeps telling me politics is That's what why we want more is. politics. <laughs> we want more politics. Yeah. In fact, uh, it has taken legacy media a long time to wake mm -hmm. up and say, we should be dancing to the tune of our readers, yes. not the other way around. Yes. And for me, the best reflection of that was the Nairobian. Yes. Nairobian is the best illustration that actually there was always an opportunity mm -hmm. in this market. And even now, we mm -hmm. talk about declining circulation. Mm -hmm. It is not impossible to mm -hmm. actually come up with a product which will sell enough to survive. Yeah. yeah. Print product. Yes. Because it is happening in the UK. They are still actually launching new products. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, with a very strong partnership, digital partnership. Yes. But the... Points of interest of news of consume media consumers, mm -hmm. the points of interest haven't changed. Mm -hmm. Is there the question is, is there a gap somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. The Nairobian came. Actually, the Nairobian at one time was selling far more than the standard. Uh, far, far more. The Nairobian was selling hundred thousand plus. Yeah. The standard was struggling at seventy thousand. Yeah. 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 Why? Because they recognize that the world is not about the president, his deputy, mm -hmm. MPs, mm -hmm. MCS, you call mm -hmm. them out. Mm -hmm. People are talking about their daily lives out there. Yes. Yeah. Whose wife poured boiling water on whose husband? Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salacious yeah. content. Yeah. So so let's fast forward to because remember by this point, you are the journalist. Yes. You are the man. Yeah. And then Westgate happens. Yes. Okay. I was at Nation. I uh -huh. worked on the Daily Nation. Yeah. I became editorial director. 
and uh, as editorial director i now was the answerable for journalism in all our products yes. in the three countries kenya uganda and tanzania yeah now the day westgate happened you know every newspaper had its editor yeah yeah and i didn't have to be there mm-hmm. yeah but it's just one of those things mm-hmm. i've call, i received a call from wangevi actually okay whose son worked next to in an office next to westgate and he tells me by the way my son is telling me there's a lot of shooting mm-hmm. at westgate mm-hmm. Uh, there's a robbery but it looks like a very big and daring robbery right yeah i just thought i should let you know so and then immediately i got a text from somebody uh as a, in the security system mm-hmm. who told me terrorist attack mm-hmm. at westgate right yeah so i turned i was on the eastern bypass mm-hmm. going to ruru i used to i used to farm a lot those days okay so uh was on my way to Kutika. so i turned back went to the office to just join them mm-hmm. as they handled the story right yeah and uh, as i said there was a managing editor there's a whole team they know what to do yeah yeah so my presence was not really necessary um so we we they had already planned their stories so uh when by the time i got there sto- content was coming in mm-hmm. stories were coming in reporters were it, coming back but the picture that was emerging was yeah. that this thing is much bigger than anybody ever thought yeah yeah and uh, so the question was how do we treat it how do we actually capture it so they had done many of their inside pages and we now needed to make a decision on the final picture mm-hmm. and i remember we all there there was um, mutiga mutiga obino yeah. yeah very smart guys who knew what they were doing mm-hmm. yeah Now what many people don't realize is the impact that looking at raw content has on your judgment. Mm-hmm. There's a very diff- big difference between what finally finds its way into the public domain right and what we sift through. Yes. Yeah, the yes. process of choosing the process of throwing this aside rewriting, you know. Mm-hmm. We went through those pictures from Westgate and they were horrifying. you know pictures of husband and wife you know uh who had died in each other's arm oh. arms in the car park uh, you know close ups of people's heads oh. horrible horrifying images right from this we were to pick images which one would convey the horror the brutality yeah of what Kenyans had just gone through mm-hmm. but at the same time would respect test yeah mm? yeah yeah would not offend yeah so the balance and but also would be dramatic yes. enough yes now it's 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 one of those things that eventually just boils down becomes subjective mm-hmm. you know what the boundaries are mm-hmm. yeah you know what you are not supposed to you are not supposed to put blood on people's breakfast table yes you know you should respect the privacy Mm-hmm. of people even uh, who are dying or who have died mm-hmm. you know you have a duty to capture the drama mm-hmm. of what actually happened your readers should get a sense of what was get like this this was a red, this was um, unprecedented yeah so you can't capture it in words it yeah. is better captured in pictures so we everybody made their choices 
we got first of all the selection from the chief photographer. Mm-hmm. And he said, forget everything else. Just look at this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Obino looked at this. He picked what he wanted. I went, I looked at them again. I made my choices. Uh, I think Mutiga came in also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mutiga was? Mutiga was, um, I think, was a senior writer, but used to go to the, 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 one of those people the managing editor depended a lot okay. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a very good mind. Okay. Yeah. So I remember we reduced the pictures to just about six or seven. Mm-hmm. So the question was, which one? Mm-hmm. between this. And it's interesting that one of the first pictures was, which kind of uh, was favored, mm-hmm. but we cast aside, was I think it was the one that eventually was used by the standard. Okay. The one of the commando holding a baby. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, and yeah. a gun. Yeah. But I remember the argument was, mm-hmm. this is too sanitized. Yeah. It was like, I walk in the park. It you doesn't know? convey the, full do, the violence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the brutality yeah. of what happened. Yeah. So people say it's so clean. When you look at it, mm-hmm. this man could be on a training session. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we said no. This is we are cheating our readers. After all, they've also watched TV. Mm-hmm. So we said we need a lot more activity. Mm-hmm. Actually, put it crudely, we need a little blood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But with without offending. Yes. So there was another one. We then saw others which came close to being active. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had actually settled on one when this other one appeared. The one that eventually ended up on page one. Yes. And yeah. actually, I don't think it was by our photographer. I think it came through the wires. Okay. Mm. I think it came through the wires. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. It came through the wires because this was the picture which ended up on the front page of the Daily Mail. Right. And was used big by the New York Times. Okay. Yeah. In fact, it won an award eventually. Yes. Wow. So yeah. that's vindication for what was about well, it, to happen to now, you. <laughs> that brings a point which I'll, I'll dwell on later about okay. images, yeah. content, yeah. and the cultural setting in which you yeah. deliver it. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily vindicates us, mm-hmm. but it makes a point about which, I, which I'll want to dwell on. Okay. Um, but the point is that when it came, we had virtually decided on another picture. Mm-hmm. Then the wire pictures came and the photographer told us, hey, bye guys, there's something more interesting here. Mm-hmm. And when we saw it, we all said, that is the picture. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. Everybody said, this is the one. This okay. is the one. So we changed the page mm-hmm. and uh, used that. Now, the question that needed to be answered at that time was, is this woman, was she alive? Was she actually dying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how we got the impression that she was not dead, that she was alive. But the question real arose there. Yeah. Because it was the moment of explosion. Yeah. 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 So we came away with the impression that she was still alive. Mm-hmm. Because if we knew she was dead, we would not have used the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Two, um, people felt that it was active. Mm-hmm but was not gory. Yeah. It didn't have too much blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a, a good thing. Uh, and actually it met the, all the conditions we had been debating all along. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, wow, there you are. Yeah. So we went with it. Very clear. Uh, now, 
the things that emerged later. One, by around 4 a.m., we started getting, I went home very late, about 2.30, tried to yeah. sleep. I was struggling with sleep. So the CEO called me at about 4 a.m., told mm-hmm. me, where are you? I told him, Mama told Mama sleep. Man, wake up. Huh? Why? You need to go and change your paper. Huh? I told him, for what? You have not had, huh? we're in a lot of trouble. Uh, you can't, but I told him the paper is gone. It's 4 a.m. It's being sold. No, yeah. you need to recall it. Yeah. I said, you can't. Uh, you can't because of a picture. We'll deal with it. So he told me, but look at your social media. I was not a frequent visitor to social media, by the way, mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he told me, look at social media. Mm-hmm. The, the roof is falling in because mm-hmm. of the picture you used. So I remember telling him, uh, Chief, this is normal these days. Yeah. Yeah. You get this uproars. Let we'll deal with it when you get to the office. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna cool down. Yeah. I'm saying this without looking at what they are saying. Yeah. But it's true. We had actually gone through a number of instances where our headline would cause such an uproar on social media. Yeah. And we had learned very quickly that not to overreact. Yeah. Yeah. Give it time, it will cool down. Mm-hmm. So I told him, let's give it time. After all, our paper is on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. He called me again and told me things are bad. If I were you, I would come to the office. Let's sit and meet and see what to do about it. Oh. Yeah, it's now approaching seven. Yeah. I cut my sleep, bed. The next thing I'm told, there's a meeting of a board committee. So I went. I joined in. And the rest is internal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the long and short of it was, um, uh, it was felt that, uh, I had failed oh. in my editorial decision making, yeah, and uh, that disciplinary action should be taken against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I was suspended. Okay, of course, it still raises the question because ordinarily, a failure in editorial decision making is not necessarily a disciplinary should not be a disciplinary issue. Yes. Yeah, I mean there are ways of. Uh, um, penalizing you for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you see, you could go either way. Mm-hmm. Did you intend, were you, did you do it deliberately? Were you aware? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I could defend that picture even today, mm-hmm. but I will acknowledge certain things. Mm-hmm. What it taught me was one, I ticked all the boxes and so did the, the editors I was with when we made choice, chose that picture. Mm-hmm. And if you went by universal journalistic values. Mm-hmm. That's why it won an award Yeah. elsewhere. Yes. Yeah, they thought it was a great picture. Yeah. But what it taught me is that uh, editorial content, mm-hmm. images, written stuff, whatever you generate, TikTok videos, mm-hmm. are only as effective as the uh, as they are aligned to the cultural context yes, yes. that they are meant for. Exactly. A great TikTok video mm-hmm. in Africa could be very offensive in Russia. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So here was, we got into trouble not because we offended some professional mm-hmm. principles. We got into trouble because one, the person in that picture worked for the UN. She was part of an expatriate community. And they Mm -hmm. formed a very aggressive keyboard army. Yes. At 6 Mm a.m. You know, and it's like the roof was falling in. They all (laughs) knew her. 
they all had access to you know their keyboards laptops yes and they were it's just you know this kenyan kenyans on twitter this sort of thing you would uh, think right. all the, kenyans the, the, are the angry swarm. with the new york times yes. when people are even asking na new york times ni mnyama gani yeah yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. that was the effect we suffered that day mm-hmm. they were aggressive you know and you know they pushed action you know decisions that uh, you know decisions i think were made to appease right rather than on the basis of whether or not that was my view okay because i've seen it since mm-hmm. i call it the tyranny of social media yeah i've seen it since no less a paper than the new york times which has very clear guidelines has hallowed institutions of governance mm-hmm. you know has found itself being manipulated by social media opinion yeah yeah manipulated opinion and i had to fire their op ed- editor yeah. for running commentaries which may have been offensive but reflected a diversity of opinion yes. which is what media is supposed to do yes media should reflect a diversity of opinion mm-hmm. you should carry opinions you don't agree with yes and i was horrified when the new york times you know caved in and fired an op-ed editor yeah not for writing the opinion for actually deciding to publish to, it to publish it yes yeah yeah but i'm deciding that that it is happening all over right now the same new york times is going through oh is it washington post going through a debate about the coverage of trans ah uh, uh, yes yeah. yeah yeah of the trans community yeah and at the heart of that debate is the same thing mm-hmm. same thing mm-hmm. do you only accommodate what you agree with yeah because the paper is being denounced for the way it covers trans mm-hmm. and some people are saying ah uh-uh. if you disagree with the way we cover trans does that amount to creating a hostile working environment mm. yeah we can argue about an internal decision yeah 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 and does that if i cover trans in a particular way mm-hmm. just ask have i covered it in a manner that is editorially acceptable yes rather than accuse me of being biased against trans yes yeah i'll have my own opinion about the trans community yes yeah but does that opinion is it reflected in, in the, the, yes. the story that i wrote yes yeah yeah anyway the picture in my view we chose it on the basis of what would have done guided by journalistic values mm-hmm. to think about the cultural context of the marketplace of the people who are reading mm-hmm. your material that we did not okay. at the time and we couldn't have mm-hmm. no we didn't know the background of that woman yeah the reality is that we put out a picture of her at the moment of her death oh to people who knew her very well and they felt her privacy had been, been invaded, invaded quite yes. rightly yes if it was my father and you did that yeah. i would have reacted exactly the same way yeah exactly the same way yeah wow so why you did, did you feel what was the impact of this so you suspended <clears throat> there obviously um decisions that have been made well, around editorial values how how did you feel personally about this it's so funny that i didn't actually feel i was so sure that they were yeah. making the wrong decision management was making the wrong decision mm-hmm. it it didn't funny i i was so much at peace with myself okay yeah i mm-hmm. i sat down my family i told mm-hmm. them this is what has happened mm-hmm. i'm on suspension but i mm-hmm. know i'll be vindicated eventually mm-hmm. yeah uh, and it was not i was not funny enough i was not even in a panic okay that i've lost my job where what how am i going to feed myself yeah yeah 
for some reason, deep down, I felt, no, I'm going to win this thing. Yes. Deep down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've had occasion to evaluate everything mm -hmm. since then from a professional point of view. And I've had these sort of discussions yeah. with the other people. I've been mean, a teacher at the Kakan University. And that picture is every class, every year, I really have to <laughs> go and defend it. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. it was such a... <laughs> a landmark event it in, was, in journalism. It was a defining moment for journalism in Kenya because it all gave us pause. It gave all of us pause for thought. Yeah. And we and especially those of us who've had the opportunity to choose the page one images yes. and you know the, write the page one headlines. Be, be careful, they don't end up like Odindo yeah. again. <laughs> no, I mean you know. So yeah, you you did teach us about yeah. the importance of context. Yes. When you're choosing these images and words. Yes. I think you asked about the impact. I think the impact for many people at the time was one, suspending the editorial director had a chilling effect on the newsroom. Yes. And I, I don't know how, uh, how whether they realized the impact it had had, mm -hmm. but they really shook the confidence mm -hmm. of the media team. Mm -hmm. uh, some of us, lead, people have different leadership style. Uh, I may be wrong, but I see myself as, as an inspirational leader. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I just don't, I just don't uh, manage a team. Mm -hmm. I have a very special relationship with my team. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I like being friends with my, with the people I work with. Mm -hmm. And so they respect you professionally, but they also trust you as a brother. Right. And here you are, you represent everything they aspire to. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they are being told that's rubbish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that really shook the confidence of the team. Yeah. Uh, two, and this you are taught in management, that uh, employee, employee loyalty is also based, is often based a lot on how they see other workers treated. Yes. Yeah. So if, for instance, um, I don't know how, what example to cite. Uh, people tend to judge their value to the employer by the way they see the employer, the way the employer is treating somebody else. Mm -hmm. and, and in management, we're always told, be careful how you handle one person mm -hmm. because it sends signals to everybody else. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I think that in, for, the, for, uh, for the journalists who for whom work is more than just a job. Yeah. It's a calling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one place, the National Newsroom is one of places I know that if something happened of national significance, people just arrived in the newsroom. Then you didn't have to call them. Yeah. They were just there. Yeah. They hear that there's been this disaster. Someone has just left, you know, interrupts their leave. And they say, I'm here. What yeah. can I do? Yeah. So work is more than just uh, a transaction. Mm -hmm. It is a calling. It's something people do as a way of life. Mm -hmm. Now, for people like that, um, when they feel that uh, their efforts are repudiated and they're even penalized when they had tried their best mm -hmm. and they did something in good faith, mm -hmm. it has a very deep impact. Yeah. yeah. Now, the long and short of that incident was... Um, a higher body sat down mm -hmm. and said, this is an editorial matter. Mm -hmm. It cannot be disciplinary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I simply went, went back to work. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as I say, for me, 
I never even looked at it at the time as failure. Yeah. Until I started getting involved in a lot of this kind of conversations. Right. I mean, I would go to uh, to panels and mm-hmm. uh, forums, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that that is one of the things, they, the reason they had invited me. Okay. Yeah. Just to debate. So, so is it, <laughs> is it is a, a point of study? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I reflected on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I reflected on it and said, one, it's good to have some very clear basis on which you make editorial decisions. Yes. And the nation is very strong on that. Mm-hmm. Does institutions, there's mm-hmm. a very deeply ingrained culture of professionalism. Mm-hmm. A lot of things are not written, but everybody shares, the people share the same value, mm-hmm. values. That's a good thing about the nation. Yeah. Uh, um, two, there's a very good uh, defined relationship between the business managers and editorial. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, my, you see you at the time, Linus Bittai. Yeah. Yeah. He tried his best to handle that thing. Mm. Yeah. He was a very sensitive, but very uh, conscientious leader. Yeah. Very cons- conscientious leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did the best in the situa- in that situation. Mm-hmm. Just that it's not something that involved him as a one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that one team made one decision and another team overturned it, I think signifies something. Right. Yeah. Um, three, in terms of the content itself, all I could tell people is that um, journalism is for the community it is meant for. Yes. First and foremost. Yes. Yeah. Content is for the audience you intend it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about the Im- impact you intend, mm-hmm. but think about the cons- unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unintended consequences. And that's a whole area of, uh, of, 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 of I think, of jo- jo- journalism, the decision making in journalism, mm-hmm. content selection, which uh, many, uh, many of us. Uh, picked up skills on, but you are not sat down and yeah. told this is the A, this is the B. Of course, there are editorial policies, mm-hmm. but a lot of things you just have to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, you read remarks from a politician about this community which is uncircumcised, you know? Yeah. But you react on the basis of this is not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is not something you can rationalize. Yeah. But you just say, yeah, I couldn't stand in a marketplace and say this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and especially in the era of digital media, I think what it that incident to me would illustrate is think about the social impact mm-hmm. and even political of what you are putting out. It's yes. not just the entertainment you want to provide, yeah. But what are the likely co- negative consequences? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So my final question: um, If you could go back in time, would you make that decision exactly like you did? <coughs> No, if I knew that that woman was part of a community at the UN, yeah, which I didn't know, yes, that she has a very and she has a network of friends and relatives, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. um, which, which again, uh, I should have taken into account, right? Because if she died at Westgate, then she must have friends and relatives. Yes, yeah, yeah, and we should have applied the same rule that we would apply to, you know, um. An African mze who has been run over yeah. by a car yeah. on Jogorod. Yeah. Would you show his face? Mm-hmm. No. We should have applied, applied the same the same yeah. principle. Mm-hmm. I think uh, in our rush, in our deadline rush, we looked more at the picture as editorial content 
right rather than as fodder for discussion the next day yeah 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 i would if if i, I had to choose pictures again i would not choose it for one reason that she, using it is an invasion of the privacy of certain people yeah yeah but i think it is the same thing that if the same picture was about an incident in new york mm-hmm. i would feel less restraint at using it yes. because the victim would, would be unknown to people exactly here. for the same same yeah. reasons yeah. that famine victims here make are put on the front page of the new york times yeah because you are just the other yes. as it were it's a disparate image yeah people you are you are not known away, yeah. you you just represent something you represent suffering yeah. you present uh, hopelessness yes. and that's what they want to convey yeah yeah okay yeah Wow, I feel like I've just been to journalism school. I'm about to <laughs> run off and open my own newspaper now. <laughs> It's been Ooh, so much knowledge and wisdom. Thank God you don't have to open a newspaper. Uh, they have been they are all long gone. <laughs> they, they 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 belong to history. <laughs> well, this is true. Well, so I just want to say thank you very much for yeah. blessing us with your time, with your wisdom, with your knowledge, with your insights. Yeah. Um and we certainly hope to see all of you next week. for another episode of the failure effect thank you thank you thank you for having me okay